this this is actually one of those one of those things that me and the wife talked about before the baby before the baby was born. I, I am in like full belief that the the typical college route of like pick your pick your major and pick your lifestyle from like early early high school to that's the rest of your life is not the way to go. It's Dad's night. Welcome back to another episode of Dad's Night Presents. Time out with Omar and Samer. Here with me again is my co-host Omar, and we have a late night guest calling in from Houston after giving his thumbs a rest from his most recent black ops mission. And I'm not talking about trying to put the baby to sleep. Before getting into it, Omar, how are you feeling tonight? It's dad's night. Uh, it's a global pandemic tonight. Uh, we've got our first Corona dad. Uh, just, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, he just, you know, had uh, his son a few weeks ago, um, or should I say his wife actually had the son a few weeks ago, but he was there. Uh, and uh, this guest, Tarek, I've known him for over 20 years, uh, good friend. Uh, we grew up together and in a selfish way, again, you know, I know I've said this before, Samer, but this is a great platform for you and I to just get to know our friends on another level. And I haven't seen Tark since he, uh, he had his son. And so uh, another good opportunity to catch up with a good friend. Hell yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. I've heard a lot about him. Um, but let's, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, Tark, welcome to the show. Thanks. So Tark, what were you up to before this, man? It's late. It's, it's kind of late. It's a, it's a bit later uh, than we usually do our dad's nights. So. This, this is actually past my usual bedtime. Uh, no, we, so, so we did, we're, it's Ramadan, so we're eating late, and uh, we're trying to set up a new schedule for the baby. Um, so we try to give him a bath and try to put him to sleep, and this is usually his sleep time. Mm. Nice, yeah. Uh, we saw, actually, in the, in the pre-show banter, we, uh, we saw the wife and the kid. Uh, Tarek had to, had to go to a different room. Uh, you know, just so that uh, the wife doesn't hear any of his candid answers in dad's night. But uh, so good call on that, Tarek. Uh, yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. We grew up together, but tell, tell people a little bit about, you know, where you're from, uh, how old you are, your profession, how old your son is, uh, whatever else you want to tell us. Sure. Uh, I'm 33. Uh, grew up in Saudi Arabia, moved to the States when I was 18. Uh, went to Texas for university and uh, worked in Alabama for, what, five years? And I worked in Dubai for a couple of years. Um, and then I got a job in Houston, Texas, and I'm now running a uh, engineering and maintenance department for an aerospace company. Very nice. And you, you have a recent born uh, child. How many weeks? And um, I think you're married as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no baby mamas. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> This is my, my firstborn. He is actually, he just turned six weeks old. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. He is a, he is a cute kid, but he shits, shits and sleeps more than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a couple of us right now on the show that shit and sleep more than you do probably. <laughs> he's, he's a professional. <laughs> no, that's great, man. And again, thank you for joining the show. Um, you know, we, we've been trying to talk to different people, and I think you have a unique story. Um, but Omar was telling me a little bit about yourself, and we wanted to start with something on the lighter side of things. I hear you're a gamer. Um, you like playing some video games, some Call of Duty, maybe some Halo. Um, kind of tell us, like, what you normally play. Um, so I, I, I actually just started playing Call of Duty again with the guys. Uh, they started a uh, they started some Warzone thing. They said hop on. So we started playing what a week and a half ago. Uh, it's just it's just fun just playing with your friends you haven't talked in a while. You throw throw a headset on and you just catch up and be an idiot. It's great. Yeah. Well, well, Tarek used to have uh, LAN parties at his house uh, back in the day and are at his parents' house and there would just be TVs set up in different rooms. I think dudes would bring TVs over to the house <laughs> to set them up in different rooms. There was a lot of red alert back then though. Yeah, it, it was BYO TV. Um, so every, every room, every room had its own like little ethernet switch. Like we, we became tech geeks just so we could play Halo. And, I mean, where uh, were your parents, by the way? How did they let this go down? 
you know what? Like, I look back, I don't know if they were just absentee or they just didn't care. Like, one of the two. Like, my dad was out at an oil rig uh, most of the time, and my mom just kind of, she was always traveling between Lebanon and Saudi, so, like, my maid ran that house. And uh, we, we just kind of do what we want. It's great. <laughs> That's really funny. It actually makes me realize that you guys were probably getting spied on by the U.S. government. A bunch of Arabs with a bunch of TVs hooked up to a bunch of internet. Yeah, you guys were on the watch list for sure. We had we had a good good of a good chunk of processing power in that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of the, the rest of the neighborhood's lights were definitely flickering. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And um, you said you just started getting back into it about a week ago. Um, is it is it because of the kid, or you could just kind of there's other things um, that are taking priority. Honestly, yes. Uh, <laughs> y- yes. Um, so, like, my, my hobby is cars. Um, I always work in the garage, uh, work on a motorcycle, uh, cars, or just random hobby hobby projects in the, in the garage because I've got a mill, I've got a saw. I just do a bunch of things there. Um, but I can't really work in the garage anymore because, um, you know, I'm not going to get covered in sawdust or get covered in aluminum chips and go take a shower so I can go pick up a kid. Yeah, that's dude. That's that's actually a crazy thing to think about. It's like something that normally, you know, we would never consider uh, certain hobbies or like things you might have to give up a little bit just because of what's going on at the house, you know. And and something so small as just picking up your kid, especially now, you got to double, triple sanitize over there, bro. Yeah. So like we we actually have like. Uh... A routine like when I get back from work it's take my clothes off um, you know wash my wash my hands wash my face um, and then after that I can go pick up the kid and kiss my wife yeah so that's right so you are an essential worker you you said you uh, are you're you're working you manage the engineering and maintenance department at an aerospace company uh, so you're actually out there in the field every day huh yeah, so it's it's very essential that we build airplane parts for airplanes that aren't flying. But yes, that, that is the essential part of Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I never thought I would be uh, saying that you were essential ever in my life. But apparently, <laughs> the United States government deems you so. So uh, I guess we're just going to roll with it. I'm essentially disposable. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick short break for a message from our sponsors. You're going to, you're going to make it, man. I think you're going to make it. Well, do you, do you, uh, I, I mean, do you like worry about that? I, I definitely, you know, don't want to go too far into all of the information that's out there about what's going on, but I mean, just in terms of, of what you know and the precautions you already have to take, like, you know, it sounds like even working in the garage, you do take the proper precautions, but coming, you know, back into the house from work, uh, have you and your wife had to make certain concessions? I mean, oh, have yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, so, so I have the, uh, the big fat Greek wedding lifestyle. My in-laws moved in across the street from me. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> this is uh, this is their first grandkid. Uh, my parents. This is their seventh. So my my, par- my parents are like, oh great, you had a kid. Like congratulations. <laughs> they're they're the exact opposite. They moved what? in across. What's the street. A, what's a, what's his name again? <laughs> <laughs> so they they moved in across the street. They're helping out every day. Like it's it's awesome. But they're also elderly. They're 70, 72 and like sixty eight, I think. So they're like prime candidacy of like respiratory failure and complications of COVID. So because of that, like we take extra precautions with them, like not only for the newborn, but for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a scary thing to think about. I think for a lot of people, you know, especially people who have kids, I was, uh, it was actually Samer's uh, 30th birthday the other day. And I went over to uh, hang out at their house on the porch uh, while everyone was inside. They had me outside on the porch uh, and, for the best, for the and best because, they, because you know his his sister-in-law they have a two-year-old and they just take extra precautions where normally I think they wouldn't really care uh, you know for sure I mean I knew these people before they had a kid and they definitely wouldn't have cared <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah no that's that's cool to hear you know I wanted to bring it up because I know a lot of people are 
uh, are definitely, um, you know, they, they have that heavy on their, on their minds these days, but, um, just to piggyback off that a little bit, uh, you know, you, you said your son was just born six weeks ago. You were at the hospital. You were at a hospital during all of this. What was going through your mind, man? Like, were you, um, were you concerned? Were you confident in, in the doctors and, you know, the medical professionals, or did you even consider something like a home birth? No, not at all. Like her, <laughs> no, not gonna happen. Both her, both her parents are anesthesiologists. Um, like this is what they do is like they, they have delivered babies and like there's no way in hell we're gonna do a home birth. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, like what, what helped is a good friend, Omar, works in that hospital system and like he gave us a play-by-play -play of like all right here's what's happening today like here are the new rules here's the new rule set so like we we went and did a tour of the hospital uh probably a month and a half before the baby birth and the process they explained there where they walked us through it was completely different from what we had to end up doing because of coronavirus um so it ended up just being me and her um and, and even now like the rules have changed again like now it's just the birthing mother allowed in the hospital but for, for at the time, uh, the birthing mother was allowed one guest. So she had to choose between her mom and me. And I, I made the cut. Um, <laughs> but it, it's weird because, like, they, they, they do a, a screening of each person. And, like, you're limited the number of times you can go in and out. And it's almost like a lockdown, like, at a certain time. Like, you're either in it or you're not. So, like, I'd be racing back to, to be back in the hospital by, like, 5.30 p.m. Wow. That's crazy. So, I mean – Obviously, you want to be there for the birth of your child, but at any point, were you actually considering not being in that room because yes. of all the Yeah. No, not 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 because of coronavirus. Because I'm a big whip. I hate like blood and like <laughs> any like I hate seeing people I love in pain. Like I don't know how to describe that. But, like mm -hmm. I wince. Like if somebody says I have a splinter, I'm like, oh shit! Like get that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> So she was like, yeah, I want you in the room holding my hand. Like, I, I was thinking I was going to faint. And honestly, like, I, I'm, <laughs> this is fucked up. I'm glad she had a C-section. So, like, I, we, we didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't, I didn't have to witness her in that much pain because she was sedated. That's, you're, you're, you're a compassionate man. That is, that is a lot of compassion. So kind of, kind of walk us through, I mean, on our last episode, I, we had our friend describe you know, the day it all happened. I mean, these are really unique circumstances. So your wife goes into labor, kind of walk us through, like you guys on your way to the hospital and then the baby coming out. Not like in super detail, but you know. You make it sound like it happened in like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you tripped and the baby came out. That's actually kind of, I. it's funny. Like I, I think a lot of people in their heads who, who, who don't have kids, that's how they think it goes down. They're like, oh, and then we've, we've been talking to, you know, like Sam said in our last episode, Andrew was like, yeah, by the way, this happened over a span of 15 hours. But the way he was telling it, it was like kind of a split second, you know? Yeah, uh, us, us guys that don't have kids, we think it literally happens in like 35 seconds. We're like, oh, baby comes out, they hug, they kiss, and it's all good, and they go home. I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> so we, we went in uh, her, her or her delivery date uh, was supposed to be March 16th and we passed that date and we said, all right, what do we want to do? And we talked to the doctor and decided we want to, we want to induce. So we said, okay, let's go ahead and induce. So we picked the 18th to induce baby had baby hadn't arrived. All right, we're heading to the hospital. We'll do an induction. So we get in on the 18th, uh, arrived on, uh, I think, 7 p.m. on the 18th. And they started the typical vaginal induction, which I guess they, they prepare the body to release a baby. They add muscle relactants and they add, I think, percocin so that uh, you have contractions faster and faster and you open up and you, you, have, you have a baby naturally. Um, well, we had complications. Uh, Percocin uh, was speeding up the baby's heartbeat too fast, and then the baby's heartbeat would drop, and we were freaking out. We have no idea what's normal and what's not. You know, like you're in a hospital room, and you, you're sitting there watching the monitor, and you just see the baby's heartbeat go to zero. What the fuck is going on? And you're there with a nurse. Like, the doctor's not there. This is all, like, being prepared by a nurse. 
because um, it's, it's, it's a regular medical procedure. They consider it a nurse, a nurse can have it. And so we're freaking out the whole night. We just keep seeing the baby's heartbeat plummet. And, you know, we're waiting on the doctor's response to say, all right, this is right or this is not right. Uh, and finally, they, they basically stop the procedure at midnight. She goes to sleep. The doctor evaluates in the morning and says, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we recommend doing a C-section because we think the cord is wrapped around his neck. What? It, it's one of those things is it's like weird because you think medical science, they, they know everything at this point, you know, like you've done the ultrasound. I've seen a 3D ultrasound of this kid at this point. I know what he looks like, mm. uh, but they can't tell like where he is in, in the room. Uh, so we said, all right, let's go ahead and do the C-section versus trying to, trying to uh, do a birth and with complications. And, you know, the C-section actually went very quickly, surprisingly. They, they pulled her into the uh, OR. They pulled me in the OR. They performed the procedure. And like 20 minutes later, there's a baby crying. Oh, that's awesome. So did you, did you cry? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there it is. There's the, <laughs> that's, that's, by the way, that's what we were getting at. <laughs> but yeah, like, so you, you, <laughs> it's, it's very, uh, sanitized like you stand behind a curtain and then at a certain point they say all right raise your head and then you look and see your baby covered in blood oh my god you go over to the uh you go over to the heating station because like babies come out and they're freezing because they're you know they've been in a womb all day um so they go to a heating they go to a heating station where they get cleaned and they take all the vital statistics and then you go spend time with the mom she had, she hasn't seen the kid I spent like 15 minutes with the kid already she hasn't seen him because she's behind the curtain with the procedure mm. and so the whole time she hears him crying and she's asking is he okay what does he look like you know like and I'm I'm trying to be like I'm trying to do a play by play of what this baby what this baby's future looks like you know <laughs> uh you know got some hair uh about you know, eight pounds, I think. Uh, you know, he, he kind of looks like me. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, that's awesome. And so af after that, I mean, were you guys immediately released? Again, going back to kind of like the whole COVID state right now, like were there more or were there drastic measures to make sure you guys were okay before you left the hospital or kind of like what happened next? So uh, I, I guess I, I, I don't know if this is, a normal experience or if this is like Texas uh, Memorial Herman, uh, the hospital network we went to. Um, but no, they, because it was a C-section, um, there's, there's a longer recovery period. So we spent, I think three days in the hospital. Mm. So she was there. I would sleep on a couch right beside her, um, stay there the whole day with her, helping feed the baby, learn how to feed a baby in the first place. Mm. And um, like I'd go and escape for like an hour, go home, shower, and then come right, come right back before the curfew hit. Mm. so we stayed there for three days and again like during that time nobody can see her like it's just me so her mom is waiting there anxiously saying how's the kid how's 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 my daughter how's everything going and i'd be like everything's good don't worry we'll see you in a couple of days <laughs> nice well if uh if you knew how to use zoom you guys could have probably did some zoom calling during that time period yeah, first first kid and first time uh, using Zoom. <laughs> Just out here with his forehead and it. Hey, I was a baby. Look. <laughs> no, that that's awesome, and that's actually something that Omar and I were talking about. Was you know, how different is it? You know, we obviously don't know shit about a baby being born. So, and it sounds like since it was your first, you're like, yeah, it seems pretty normal. They they got the baby out, and it's good to go. And it's a healthy baby, so thank that's that's cool. That's cool. And it's also very cool to hear all of these dads uh, sound like they went to medical school when they're describing this stuff. It's like every everyone is a medical professional when they come out of that delivery room. They they know all of the procedure names. They know all of the drugs. I can I can read your chart when you're in the hospital, man. <laughs> <laughs> My man's a professional. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, that and especially again during these times, it's like it's crazy to think that you know, with all the negative news, there's still birth happening, there's still lives being lived, and so you being able to walk us through that is just like really cool and fascinating because we were like, we have no idea was he in like a hazmat suit uh, in the hospital holding his baby, and it's, it's like no, it's 
it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> now, one, one of the big things they did, though, like it, it was odd because the whole hospital was a ghost town. You, you have to remember, this is a huge hospital with like you know, three or four different wings, and each wing is its own hospital. Everything was shut down except this area in New York. That's it. Like wow. nothing, nothing was running. So you had the entire medical staff at your disposal. It's crazy. Wow. That is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, congrats again, man. Glad, you know, glad everything was safe and, and baby boy came out okay, man. It's, it's, that's really good to hear. Yeah. All right. So I think it's time to move on to our next segment, though. Um, so, Tarek, I know we know you like the shooting range. But it's time for the Dad's Night Gun Show, and we aren't talking about those fake-ass Call of Duty guns you got going on over there. All right. So what this segment is, it's a rapid-fire round of questions that Omar's going to ask you. All right, I'm going to pass it over to Omar. All right, all right, all right, Tarek. I'm going to go through these, and I'm not going to repeat the questions, okay? Let me make that very clear. Uh, all right, here we go. You ready? Sure. <laughs> all right, Halo or Call of Duty? Halo. Toilet paper or bidet? Bidet. What's your dream car? Uh, Honda S2000. Have you ever broken a bone while playing dodgeball in the sixth grade? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was not. It was not dodgeball, but yes, I broke a bone in sixth grade. It was four square, sir. What age do you think your son will start sexting? shit 12 do you do you do you get more looks from other women since you had a kid no who wakes up first you the wife or the kid wife hummus or bubble ganoush hummus gay or straight S straight can samur have 69 dollars yes do you sleep in the nude yes chocolate milk or breast milk chocolate milk Automatic weapons or robotic process automation? Both. Will your son have an arranged marriage? No. How many kids would you like to have? Two. Cutting the grass or cutting the cheese? Both. Who assembles the IKEA furniture, you or your wife? Uh, star, star furniture, we order it now. <laughs> Has your son given you a golden shower yet? Yes. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness or beg for permission? Both. <laughs> you want your next kid to be a boy or a girl? Boy. All right, that's the gun. Nice. That's the gun show. Good. That's good. Actually, those those were the quickest responses I think we've had. Yeah. Except for your except for your four square distinction uh, on my. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that for the audience. Very important distinction. It was actually fighting in the line over Foursquare. That's how you break a bone. <laughs> I just remember seeing you on the ground and. Nobody was helping you, so. so sorry again, I walked by, I thought you were faking it. Yeah, I heard Omar was pointing and laughing, so. One of, of many that did. <laughs> That's awesome, I seriously love that segment so much, it's so great. <laughs> um. it's, it's just so, I, I try not to look up because Samer's just laughing the whole time. So if I wanna maintain composure, I can't look up. All right, so let's move on to the next question. Uh, all right, so we started talking a little bit in the pre-show banter about fasting and during Ramadan. And so um, as we know that you've been fasting during Ramadan and you just had the kid, it's coronavirus, it's all these things happening. Um, so, you know, with having a kid, has it been a little bit more difficult fasting for you? or has it made it easier? Um, or have you thought about not fasting uh, this year because of everything that's going on? Kind of walk us through some of the things that you're going through. No, I mean, I, I think I was gonna fast regardless. Um, but it, it, is, it is a little harder just because your, your time management, when you have a baby, it's, it's very difficult because it's not your time. Um, you know, your, your schedule revolves around the baby. If he's up, you're up. If, if he's, you know, having a shitty day, then you're having a shitty day. And it's, it's hard to do that when you're fasting. Um, my wife, given that she's breastfeeding, she's not fasting, which, which helps. Um, because honestly she can, if, if I'm having a rough day, if I come back from work and I've got a headache and I, I, I can't take care of that baby that time, she says, go to sleep. I'll, I'll take care of it. And when I wake up, I'll help. 
so you know having having her having her do the the brunt of the work is awesome because it it lets me focus on blah blah blah. Mm. Yeah, are you uh, are you going to um, you know do anything special for your first eight for the for people who might not know at the end of the month of Ramadan we say so, you know we celebrate Eid. Um, so for uh, your son's first Eid, do you have anything uh, special planned? Hopefully, you're not making him fast. By the way, no, no, he's he's uh, he's on a robust milk supply. Yeah. <laughs> But no, um, I mean, I, do do you plan on doing anything special for Eid, or uh, or is it just going to be you know what uh, another one in the books for you? No, we were talking about this. We are full blown like we think we're full blown adults. Like we me and my wife are talking about. This. I think we're at the point where we have to start giving out Eid presents to our family. Like we are oh. no longer we are no longer the you know your 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 dad or your uncle gives you like a, a thing of money or a gift. We are now the uncle or we are we are now the giving uncle. Yeah, now you got to give out the envelopes. Exactly. Like we were talking about that. Like, we got to come up with money. We got to do this shit. Like, this sucks. Yeah, I think, at, I think at a certain point, my dad stopped even putting the money in the envelope. He would just give me the bill. He's like, here you go. Yeah, my dad just gives me an empty uh, birthday card. He just says, happy birthday, and he doesn't even write it. It's for my mom. But it says, like, mom and dad. I'm like, dude, just sign it. You, just, you can just sign it. It's fine. <laughs> But uh, no, that's that's a uh, that's actually a, a funny uh, change because I'm starting to do that now too. It's like oh, I got to give the gifts, and like, thankfully my fiance is the one sending the stuff. She's like, oh, I made sure we sent the gifts. It's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll send you the money later. Um, now, with you having a kid, uh, you know, has it been a little bit harder to kind of plan for that, especially with you know how expensive. Um, raising a kid is I mean it's not easy it is expensive so trying to come up with that has that made you guys worried a little bit more or kind of what are you guys thinking about that no I mean that 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 really hasn't been worrying and what's worrying is the fact that we're in Houston Texas we're in an oil town my wife works for an oil company um I work for an aerospace company neither industry is doing well right now with COVID um so that that's really the worrying part is like all right we we we're we live comfortably right now but we also are don't want to spend any money until we know how everything plays out. That's yeah. that's the nerve-wracking part than anything else. Yeah, and I, I would I would think that like having a kid too adds a little bit more pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's definitely something that um, you know we've heard people say uh, it can be uh, a source of stress, but also you know it's it's one of the biggest things that people. Um, regardless, we'll still be thinking about and planning for, um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure everything will work out, man. Everything will, will bounce back and, and, um, you know, it, it's really good to, but just to kind of go back to, uh, it being Ramadan, I, I do, uh, think that it's awesome that you're still, you know, sticking with it and, uh, because it could be just as easy for you to, to not be observant. Um, you know, for this month. So that's really cool to hear that you're, that you're sticking with it. And I think, uh, you know, you're going to make a great example for your son as well, man, uh, because he will be tuning into this episode as soon as he's old enough uh, to understand curse words. And he's going to, he's going to hear how awesome dad was doing during his first Ramadan. I, I can't wait for him to learn how to use Zoom. <laughs> um, how, how old were you when you first started fasting? uh probably like six or seven like my mom started me really young yeah. yeah i was i was going i think it was third grade when i first started or second grade because we're like you can't eat i was like nah it's, they're like what's ramadan i was like i don't want to talk about this yeah but samra was hiding in the closet eating a snickers bar uh as soon as he got home from from school every day so i don't know if he was actually fasting the whole time hey man i was good back then <laughs> Yeah, I, I started out pretty pretty early on too. I mean, it is have you thought about Tarek? Have you thought about uh, at what age you think it would be appropriate uh, for you to introduce these, you know, spiritual or religious concepts to your son? No, and uh, honestly, it's crazy because like it before you have the baby. All you think about are all these like overarching life things of like, all right, 
you know, what would I like my son to be when he grows up? Like, what type of person do I want him to be? You know, like, would I want him to be a doctor or an engineer or one of these things? Or like, you know, how, how, how am I going to raise this boy? You know, what ethics am I going to instill? Once you have the baby, you don't care about any of that stuff. You just want him to be healthy. You want him to sleep and you want him to be happy for like, it's so short term sighted. That's all you think about. Like maybe again, when he, like, when, when he gets older and I start thinking about these things, but man, it's like at the back of my mind. Yeah. That, that, that is such a, a, a cool response, right? Like we, we ask dads, we're like, well, what do you want your kid to be in the future? What do you want this and that? And it's like, we hear, I think we heard it a couple of times. It's like the first like few months, it's like, just keep this baby alive. Just make sure they're healthy. Make sure they're happy. Seriously. That's so, that, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. Keep this thing alive, please. <laughs> yeah, that's no, like, like you asked, like, are you stressed out financially? I'm more stressed out about time than anything else. Like it's all the, it's it's all the stupid shit that you don't have time for. Like, all right, I, I have to renew my insurance. I have to add into my insurance policy. Um, I have to get this coverage. I have to do all this. It's just it's paperwork and time and bullshit that you don't have because you're mm-hmm. spending your time with your kid or sleeping or working. Like, that that's that's what I stress out about more than anything else. Is what did I forget? I go shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, dude, I have no doubt that you're on top of it all. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you still uh, are maintaining your, uh, you know, like you seem like you're maintaining a positive attitude, even though, I mean, I know you just broke your fast, so you're not hangry anymore today. But, uh, you know, with like Samra was saying earlier, there's a lot going on for you right now, you know, between outside, just in terms of what's going on in the world, and what's going on in your house. So, uh, you know, I think it's important for, um, you know, us to relate to people sometimes that like, there, uh, there are other people out there going through the same thing. And like, it's cool to hear you talk about it in a very like approachable way. I mean, yeah, I, and- I, I, hate, I hate to say it. Anybody can have a baby. Humans have been doing this shit for a thousand years. I mean, anybody can have a baby. It's, it's, it's having a baby and caring. That's the hard part. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where like, you know, that's where you spend your times like caring about the baby and like making sure that he's healthy and, and if he cries like pick him up like that's the stuff that like matters not just like yeah go have the kid <laughs> yeah that's a good point and I mean you touched on like a lot of responsibilities as a father right having that time to do these things and you know your time is limited you talked about that leisure being limited but let's let's face it Omar has all the time in the world and he still ain't doing that shit so don't feel bad for yourself all right I, I, I have honestly barely made it to this podcast. So, so like one, one of the things we kept talking about, like me and my wife, every day we, we like look at each other and say, thank God I'm not a single mother. Like, thank God we're not doing this shit by ourselves. <laughs> no way in hell. Like, I don't know how the hell people do this. Yeah, we really need to get a, like a single parent uh, episode going because I think almost in every single episode we've had people have said that same thing mm-hmm. at some point or in, in one way or another uh that like how the fuck do does somebody do this by themselves like this yeah. like seems impossible like i we have we have her parents helping and even with her parents helping like if, if she has a bad day there's no way in hell she can take care of the baby like the fact that like we can rely on each other if i have a bad day or she has a bad day makes the world a difference like if you don't have somebody supporting you fuck man that sucks mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, we, we definitely need to get someone on here that's been that's a single parent because I, I don't understand it. I, there's no way. There's no way that – I don't know. I don't know. And for everyone to say it, every dad that we've had on here to pretty much say it, we got we to gotta dig into that, figure out how the hell that's even possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Holy yeah. Um, so, so, Tark, I want to I wanna shift gears a little bit. Um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about how, you know, before you have this kid, you're, you think a lot about their future and what kind of person you want them to turn out to be. You want them to be a doctor, a lawyer, um, or, uh, or an engineer. Um, and I know you personally uh, have quite an extensive educational background. Uh, it seems like every time I talk to you, you have a new degree. Actually, I remember... 
So it's, it's funny because it, Tark has been a dad way before he became a father. Like he's, he's ha has had the most dad personality uh, of anybody I've ever known. Um, always, you know, early to bed, early to rise. Uh, all, and, and in fact, I remember in a couple of bachelor parties that we were at, he was studying for some standardized exam to get into like his next graduate program. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, he would stay in and study. Like my man would come out, have, you know, brunch or something, do dinner, but he would go back to the hotel and study uh, for his exam. So a lot of dad vibes coming from Tark from an early age. Uh, so I'm sure the transition wasn't that difficult for you, but um, it, it, as far as, you know, having these plans for your kid, I know you said you, you can't really, plan these things out, you just, it's more short term in reality. Um, but considering, you know, how you kind of have jumped around from, uh, you know, different, studying different things in school, uh, would you encourage that hypothetically with, with your kids, uh, you know, to kind of just see where things take you as far as their exposure uh, goes to um, their education or, you know, is having things planned from the very beginning uh, a better idea and having a goal, setting a goal uh, for your career, a better idea from the jump? So this, this is actually one of, those, one of those things that me and the wife talked about before the baby. Before the baby was born, I, I am in like full belief that the, the typical college route of like pick your, pick your major and pick your lifestyle from like early, early high school to that's the rest of your life is not the way to go. Um, and that's if, not if the my, route you took either, right? Like you, you didn't, you, you didn't do that yourself. Oh yeah, I, I, I bounced around. I, I studied business undergrad, and then I, I got a, got a job for a company called PPG Aerospace. I worked there for a year in, in a, as a purchasing agent. Realized I hated it. Um, went and ran a, a small fab shop in Dubai for a couple of years, realized I liked that, but I didn't have the technical knowledge. So I went back and got a uh, engineering degree. I went back and got a master's in engineering. Um, but yeah, but I, had no, I had no plans on doing engineering when I was in high school, I was no, no way in hell. Yeah, yeah, but, you're, but your wife is the, where, is that what you were getting at? She's the opposite? Does she think, you know, having kind of like a clear uh, plan from the beginning is a better thing to instill. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You're done. And I, 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 mean, I hate to say it, I don't even know if, if the typical American college route's what I want for this kid. Like, you know, if, if he wants to go be a machinist, be a machinist. If he wants to go pick up a trade, go pick up a trade. Like, I think that working with people like that, I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Like, if he wants to go do that, I'm fully support. I know it's not the most financially rewarding, but fuck, if you enjoy it, I'm, I'm a okay with it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's very cool to hear because I, I feel the same way just uh, about um, your approach to what you want to do with your life. Um, you know, how now I, I know a lot of people who are doing what they studied and, and are very passionate about it. Um, but it's okay if that's not how you feel about something. And it's okay if you keep discovering new things as you go through. And it's okay to be a, I don't know what a machinist is, by the way. But uh, yeah, it's like, that's all right. If you want to be a machinist, that's cool too. Like you said, you know, if you're good at something. And I also really believe that if you are really good at something, then you also have it in you to, to figure out how to make it lucrative. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you want to. So there's, there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's tough, right? I mean, you have kids at you know 17 18 years old trying to make a decision for the rest of their lives i know a lot of people like i studied accounting in college and i'm not doing anything with accounting work so um what would what would be some advice that you give your kid when they're trying to make that decision at 18 years old as to the next steps of my life i mean i, I hate to say it like you don't have to be in love with your job but you also don't want to be hating your job every day um, you know, pick something that you enjoy, pick something that you like, um, but you know, also think through it. Like, is this going to pay the bills at the end of the day? See, I see. I told you that's that dad advice. He's had that. That's that didn't come from having a kid. He's had that his whole life. <laughs> like, if, if you ask me, would I be happy if my 
kid became an art major? No. Um, but you know, if, if he became an electrician and you know, it, it's a, it's a valuable skill and he enjoys doing it. Fucking I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's going he's to be living in your garage. You'll be working on those cars you stopped working on for 20 years. <laughs> that's awesome. That that's that's so cool to hear. I mean, especially from that that perspective, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of pressure, especially you know, raising your kids to be these like, especially in our cultures, right? It's like be the doctor, be the engineer, be be this this specific job type or get this specific job type so that I can go off and brag to my friends and family that look, look, I'm with the doctor or my son's a doctor or whatever it is. So it's cool to hear that perspective. <laughs> you, you joke around, but man, that, that was my life for a while. Like my, my brother is a doctor and I remember like our building in Lebanon is where my dad retired to. It says, you know, my, my brother's like apartment, it says the doctor turkey and it, you know my dad the engineer the engineer of turkey and my dad was so happy when i got my engineering degree because he's like i get to put your name but this i mine like he was so happy like that was like the only time the only time in his life he was really happy with me was that that moment so i, I understand that pressure full well <laughs> that's so awesome uh, but it is that stereotype right i mean i'm lebanese too and so like my mom like when i went to school my dad was like, okay, be an engineer. And I'm like, no. I was like, I'm going to be an accountant. And he was like, okay, there's money. All right, that's fine. And uh, then I didn't do anything with accounting. He's like, why'd you get your degree in accounting then? <laughs> but no, that, it's a unique perspective, especially like, I don't know, our generation, our younger generation is like, yeah, it's kind of do what makes you happy. But still make the money to make sure that you live a, you live a comfortable life as a child. And um, I think Vamal said it the other day, he was like, I don't want to take care of my kid. Like when, when it gets to a point, I don't want to take care of them anymore. Like make enough money, do your thing and like, go on, be happy, do, live your life. And like my, my brother, like what he ended up doing, I, I consider he is a bone mechanic. He's not a doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. But like the shit he does, like when he talks about it, he is literally, he's a mechanic on a human body. He uses mm. drills, he uses uh, like heavy duty equipment. Like we use the same suppliers sometimes. It's, it's crazy. Like you, could, you can pick your own niche, even in, the, even in these traditional fields where it doesn't matter. You kind of do your own thing. Damn, that's a, that's a good point. A bone mechanic, I like that. <laughs> he, is a, he is a hand surgeon. I say he gives the best hand jobs in Alabama. Just like <laughs> wow, I had a guy. I had a couple of follow-up uh, disses on that one, but I'm gonna hold back. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it easy on Samer today. I decided, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make it all about the guest today because he was talking about being an accountant. I mean, I don't know what Samer knows about a statement of cash flows or assets, <laughs> liabilities. So wait, you know, what? leave it alone. A who? <laughs> um, no, that this has been this has been super fun, and uh, we're a little less than an hour in, and I think we're gonna move on to the the last part, which is which is where we ask pretty much we we ask these same set of questions to each one of our dads, and so a um, little bit tougher questions, but um what we wanted to do and you know we know you're a recent father so we'll probably have to ask you this in in six months from now to see if this changes but what we wanted to ask was first and foremost what's the best thing about fatherhood so my kid hasn't started smiling he he is doing his uh what they call it like when he smiles in his sleep like he's developing the facial muscles to smile that has been the coolest goddamn thing ever. When I see him like do one of these, like a mm -mm, like you see his you see his cheek like starting a smile. That's the, been the best part of fire father ever. I know that there's a smile coming. It's not there yet, but just knowing that their smile is developing, done. Like I'm sold. This kid's worth it. <laughs> That's so cool. I've never even thought about that. That they actually have to like develop the muscles. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't it's, smile until like I think like two months in. They don't smile. So like now I'm I'm starting to see like the the hint of a smile. I'm like, man, I can't wait for this shit. It's gonna be great. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, literally, I thought babies were born smiling. I thought they were just like. <laughs> no, it's a, it's been a steady progression of uh, raising his cheek, sticking his tongue out. And he's almost there. That's awesome, man. Well, you're gonna have to share a, a pic with us once you get that first smile. Yeah, we're gonna sure. need to see that. <laughs> um that's that's a cool response uh so the next question is what is the hardest thing about fatherhood i i think honestly it's, it's managing your sanity and managing your time that's that's honestly it it's, mm. it's when you're tired and your wife's tired and you're both tired and you don't want to do this but you have to because it's your kid <laughs> Neither of you want to wake up. Neither of you want to go attend this this child who's 100% take and 0% give, and that that's the hardest thing. But you're gonna get through it because you have to get through it. There's no there's no way around it. Yeah, man. Soon don't don't worry. Soon enough, you're gonna you're gonna have baby boy mowing the lawn, uh, you know, doing yard work out there. Just hang in there. That's that's honestly it. It's it's the the. The thought of oh shit, I gotta I gotta go change his diaper. I gotta wake up to go change his diaper. I, I don't want to do that, and she doesn't want to do that. Like oh, fuck, we gotta do it. Yeah, because right now it's what every two hours, every three hours you have to be every every two to three hours of feeding, and basically every in between each feeding is a diaper change or a uh, a mini bath. We, we give him a horse bath every every couple of hours. <laughs> Wait, a, a what bath? No, a bath in the shower. You never never heard of that. What did you call it? A horse bath? Yeah, where you like you you wash the kid in the sink. I I misheard that, Tark, and I thought you said something else. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I it was not there. what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, Omar thought you were describing his nightly routine. That's why. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, my, dude, I've been home. I haven't showered in in a week. At least, so. <laughs> Somebody please come over and give me a bath. And, uh, no. it's, one of the, it's one of those things you find out it's like whatever's eat an eight baby of course i'm sure is going to be different but like yeah we we end up uh rather than rather than using like huggies wipes or uh sorry pampers wipes we develop a diaper rash we end up just giving them a bath in the shower like we we wipe but then like other times we end up giving them a shower so you think this kid showers like three or four times a day <laughs> nice <laughs> just shower showers on showers that's great <laughs> I'm just thinking of like one day when we become dads I'm just gonna have to go through this and I'm just like not looking forward to like not sleeping and just showering a kid all the time <laughs> as bad as it is it it sucks but honestly like there are certain times we look at each other and we're like smiling like this is awesome that's like when we, when we when we give this kid a bath and he is he's not smiling like I say the almost smiles like we're so excited when we see the almost smile. <laughs> that's so that's so cool to hear, man. That even through that and like something that you're describing is the hardest part about it, that there's still those like moments of of humor and uh, and that it's still like an awesome experience for you. That's awesome to hear, bro. Yeah, uh, it's it's, um, it's not something I fast forward through. I honestly like thought about that like man I wish you could just start with like the kid talking no like you you go through this for a reason yeah that's cool that's a cool perspective yeah because like sometimes you're like ah I wish I wish I didn't and you look back and you're like nah that that was the cool moments those were the fun times I mean something as little as the smile that you're talking about like that's something that just I would have never thought of that's awesome um all right and the last question we have um, is what is one piece of advice that you would give to other dads or soon to be dads or people that want to be dads in the future? Uh, pr practice your patience game. That's, that's honestly, it's, you got to develop patience. You got to develop the, the, the mentality of everything slows down. You can't be in a rush to do anything. Mm. Like even, and again, like we don't get out of the house much because of COVID, but like if you want to move with a kid, just realize that everything now is running at slow speed. 
like you just I could just jump in the shower and be out of the door in like 10 minutes that doesn't happen anymore like if I want to leave with a kid this is a two-hour production <laughs> yeah yeah I've uh I've seen it I think that's hilarious too like I've seen that with um <clears throat> with Samer's nephew you know um the end and when they're leaving the house or just when they when they meet somewhere they it looks like they have enough supplies to last like an entire week out of the yeah. house and i'm yeah. like is that just for brunch like what's going where are you guys going like what <laughs> what is all that stuff yeah this is it looks like an arctic expedition every time we leave the house <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's good that's good advice that's <laughs> that's great advice for um, for dads, people who want to be dads, and I think just um, for for people in, in general as well. To be honest, um, patience is key. Yeah, and like I said, like the fact that you you have such little leisure time, and now you're like you're you're like racing against your own clock. You realize that like, all right, I have like three hours of free time, but two hours of that's like preparing for preparing for something. That's that's part of the challenge. Learn patience. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. Awesome. Um, yeah, man, this has been fun. This has been great. I've, I've enjoyed this and Tarek has been nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. And I hope everything uh, becomes easier for you during this month, especially during Ramadan and um, with the kid growing during a very, very unique time in our lives. So uh, thanks again for joining. Um, Omar, do you have anything else before we wrap this up? Yeah, Tarek, it is, I mean, it's heartwarming to, to hear you talk about being a dad. I'm so happy for you. Uh, it was great to catch up a little bit, and I can't wait to come meet Zane. Uh, for the, the, little, the little side shot we got of him uh, today earlier, he looks like a little cutie. So uh, I'm excited to, to come and visit, and it was, it, it, was, it was awesome, man. This was a great conversation. I think I think in my Zoom uh, user acceptance, I think there's a little segment that said you're 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 legally obligated to come babysit my kid in a couple of years. Yo, <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. The official dad's night uh, uh, babysitting service will come through. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm bringing Samer for sure. <laughs> well, uh, Tarek, um, you are officially out of timeout with Omar and Samer. Um, thanks again for joining, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you again for joining us on Dad's Night Presents Time Out with Omar and Samer. You can listen to our podcast on pretty much any streaming service. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Dad's Night. That's D A D S N I T E. You can also check out more information at dadsnight.com. Please subscribe and rate us, and we look forward to bringing another episode soon.